Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Did you catch all that? Monday, today, high of 70. Tuesday, 75 for the high. Wednesday, 77 for the high. Not done yet. 76 for a high on Thursday. And then we cool way off on Friday to a high of 70 degrees. You know what I'm going to ask? When are you going to be out there? I think when this, will you be on a golf course? I think this coming weekend, finally, I'll get out. And a lot of folks are out there. <laughs> I don't think the weekend looks really good, though, does it? I don't Well, you have to go now. Like, golf season is here. I have the air conditioner coming on this week. <laughs> well, think about that. Right? Anything over it's, 70, I'm, wow. it's on. It's going to happen. That's classic Wisconsin spring, right? I don't... I'm I'm not turning it down. Happy with you know mid to upper seventies, sure. but yeah, yeah. I don't need seventy seven. I don't need seventy seven in early April. <laughs> what I need is not thirty eight and a sideways <laughs> mist, which right. we surely will get again. Oh yeah, it'll come. Right? Where, it'll come. Where are my fifty fives? Hey what of what of lawn wars this year? How you doing? How you fix for that? Uh, not great right now. So uh, oh dear, did not uh, did not weather the. Freeze thaw very well. I got some really? bare spots. I got some uh, some fixer uppers. You still got construction tearing up some of that? Or no, is no that construction all is done. For okay, folks who follow my lawn wars closely, I had my street torn up last year, and they did a number on my lawn. Yeah, and then they came through and planted this Franken fescue. I don't know oh, what yeah. that was, and that all came in just. <laughs> it's like this nuclear green color and <laughs> weeds in there. Yeah, ended up tearing it all out and sodded. Yeah, I do. <laughs> all right, I understand. But now, now the debate is solder seed. They just got a couple of patches, but so okay, you could throw some seed down and have some really good results here. But then we all of a sudden cool off to like fifties and whatever, and it won't fully take. But I'm anxious. I thought fifties—that's a good temp for growing. Not if that's your high. Okay. You want those cool overnight temperatures? That's fine, but you got to warm up. You need the sunshine. Oh, all right. Here we go. So this is a great. See, we're learning. You things. you brought it up. I did. I did. But we're learning things. This is good. Yeah. Get that Mulorganite down sooner rather than later. 514 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After 10 days to start the season, the Milwaukee Brewers are the best team in the National League. Who had that on their bingo card after only nine games? But after only producing five hits on Saturday night, the Brewers, led by Willie Adamas and Christian Yelich, well, they brought out the offense and the cheesehead. Christian Yelich, first pitch swinging. It's a drive to center. O'Neill is back at the track. It is gone. Yelich's first blast of the season. He's got three hits today, and the Brewers lead it 4-1. to one. Big day for Christian Yelich there as Jeff Levering was on the call on WTMJ. As the Brewers go on to take care of those annoying St. Louis Cardinals for the win and the series win, defeating them by a final of 6-1 to one to win the early season series, two games, two one. Freddie Peralta did get the start and the win. He was awesome, going six strong innings, allowing only one earned run and striking out seven on his way to his second victory already on the season. Next up for the Brew Crew is a ten day West Coast road trip beginning tonight in Arizona. First pitch is set for eight forty. Over to the NBA, the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks wrapped up their regular season with a loss in Toronto on Sunday afternoon, 121 to 105. Giannis was one of seven players who did not suit up for the Bucks as they get some rest here heading into the playoffs. And after clinching that number one seed, 
Coach Bud says it's time to focus on the playoffs. Credit to the players um, to finish the season the way they did, to have, um, you know, I think us improve in a lot of areas. You know, our defense is something that we hang our hat on. And um, individually, a lot of guys, you know, played well, collectively played well. Um, and now it's, you know, time to get ready for uh, for the postseason. Milwaukee will begin their postseason on Sunday, April 16th, so about a week from now. Their opponent is yet to be determined as they await the winners and losers of the NBA play-in tournament, which begins tonight and it goes on to Wednesday, and the Bucks will see their Toronto, or excuse me, Toronto, Chicago, or Atlanta. And finally, over to golf. Following some ugly weather over the course of Friday and Saturday, that saw canceled play. And starting the day, four shots back on Brooks Kepka, John Rahm used a 30-hole marathon finish on Sunday to storm back and win the 87th Masters tournament by four shots with the win in Augusta. Rom secures his second major title and now officially moves into number one spot in the world. Man, the drama largely done by the second nine, though. Like It was, just, yeah. Certainly it, the latter part, last six, seven, eight holes, it was like, nah, Brooks was trying to make a run again, but there was just too much too much of a gap. And, you, and you're a golfer. What does the 30-hole finish for you do? Well, I think like it, from a competitive standpoint, I think it was less about the thirty holes and more about the uncertainty of start times. When do we start sure. up again? When do we play? You know, like these guys are, are creatures of habit. Yeah, most athletes yeah. are right. Yeah. So if you know the day in, okay, this is my tea time. This is when I wake up. This is when I do my warm up. This is you know, and that was all thrown out sure. and into you know into chaos because of the weather. So uh, that definitely was a factor. I mean, you saw Brooke, Brooks didn't handle it. And Ron no, did. he did not handle it well at all. He went into I think it was going into Sunday. He was up for right. it. Right, yes. Yeah. 519 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I'm doing some thinking on this this weekend. I can't figure out if the right word is paradox or if it's irony that's a better fit. Maybe it's neither of them, but either way... My lens on this, we started talking about this Friday when the article that I'm going to quote came out, Eric, in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, but I'll back up on that in a moment. But first, you have conservatives, you have Republicans across the country who got exactly what they wanted, what they've been fighting for for half a century. The U.S. Supreme Court finally reversed course on Roe v. Wade and overturned that precedent. It's what they've wanted for 50 years. And now I wonder, as we look at it, not necessarily nationally, but certainly how it's played out here in the state of Wisconsin, has getting exactly what they wanted rendered GOP candidates virtually unelectable statewide. Because you saw the gubernatorial race where, actually, you saw the fall election where, but for what, state treasurer, the Republicans won, or the Democrats won everything. Mm -hmm. And the the U.S. Senate race, but there was more at play than simply the issues. And then you had the state Supreme Court race, where the liberal candidate, who basically ran on a platform of pro-choice, was elected by 12 points. A ridiculous margin that we haven't seen the likes of, in at least in a Supreme Court race, in quite some time. And it was clear to me that abortion was the issue. There are anecdotal stories of people who registered to vote who otherwise normally would not have voted in this past election. And anecdotes are simply that. They're just little yep, snippets, yep. but sometimes they do tell the story. You know people work polls. My wife works Multiple, in polls. Yeah. Heard from a lot of other people who said they just they couldn't believe the stream of people, new people who never had voted before or hadn't voted recently, moved to register to vote and cast their ballot in these elections. And I have to think the majority of them were pushed by that one issue. 
the abortion issue. Now, the state GOP seems to disagree. And here was the headline in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. After second major loss, Wisconsin GOP leaders say it's about more than abortion. And I'll just read you a line or two. After losing two of the most consequential elections in two decades, largely on the lack of abortion access in Wisconsin, top Republicans said this week the party shouldn't change its position on the issue, but instead should find ways to build more effective campaigns. I'll skip ahead here. I don't think we have to sacrifice our principles in order to talk to independent voters. That's Mark Jefferson, executive director of the Republican Party of Wisconsin, talking with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He said, I'm pro-life. I'm proud to be part of the pro-life party. But I think we need to have a message and explain ourselves better than we have. This is not about whether you're pro-life or pro-choice. I just think when you hear groups talk about, like, we just didn't do a good enough job on our messaging that sounds like a loser that is covering their own butts for something. And and in fairness, you heard that from the Biden administration when inflation was running rampant and people were talking about their grocery bills are out of control and saying, don't believe what's right in front of your own eyes. We just haven't told the story of all the good things happening in the economy. Right. <laughs> so I don't know that the GOP, and again, this isn't to debate the issue one way or another, but I just don't know that the GOP has an imaging issue. I don't know that they have a messaging issue. I think they have a platform issue. And we'll be talking about that more often through the morning here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Do the bunny hop. Coming up on 541 on this Monday after Easter, the egg roll is today, right? White House, you have that? Yes, the annual egg roll takes place today outside the White House. (laughs) Can't wait to see if the president talks to the Easter Bunny again. (laughs) But there's something new with the Easter Bunny this year, I think. They got a a new costume, so we'll see if it's more realistic. Looks like the real Easter Bunny. More realistic than what? (laughs) (laughs) It's a giant bunny. Well, he was thrown by the bunny last year. He was a little, right, he was like surprised the bunny was there. I don't know what was happening. It's funny, though, that you mentioned, I hope it's early enough that the young ones aren't up yet. So, you know, moms and dads, if everything about the Easter bunny is still intact, might want to turn it down. That's your warning there? Okay. It was the... It was the bunny that finally did in the kids, our kids anyway, on, like, is this oh, all, all the for real? Right. <laughs> I remember, I, I actually remember, I can't remember if my wife said it or me, but one of us was like, hey, do you really think a giant bunny comes into our house and hides candy around here? <laughs> like, use your brain. They're like, come on now. Yeah, so, so however that one started, like that was going all in on, okay, let's just see what we can get away with. Yeah. Let's put all the chips <laughs> on the table to see if they buy this. The giant bunny. <laughs> well, my favorite are the costumes, though. The, 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 the phenomenal bunny costumes that are out there that look like they've been in a closet for 70 years. You sent around, where did you find that? On Twitter? So on Instagram. Instagram, some great pictures of kids with various Easter bunnies. <laughs> And some of these bunnies were, they did not look well. Oh. <laughs> right, yeah. Why do they always look sick? <laughs> one, one had messed up teeth. They were all over the place. One looked like just like it had a sack over his head. The costumes were always half dirty. Looked like the guys ro- driven over. <laughs> right. They were just like like maniacal bunnies. Like, <laughs> I mean, most most of your mall bunnies are pretty solid, right? That's yeah, sure. Little I guess. little smiley. A couple of them looked evil. And then just the the various reactions of the kids. My favorite one was the one kid who just had that look. He was staring right into the camera like, 
<laughs> what is <laughs> What's happening? happening here? <laughs> he Why would mom do this? Old enough to know like something went right with this bunny. <laughs> is this the one that comes to my house? <laughs> Why does this guy smell like steak and cheese? <laughs> Other kids just in full out panic mode and crying. Always. Well, that's, I mean, think about that. Like, think about the things we do with our kids. Like, oh, no, no, you have to sit on this grown man in a costume's <laughs> lap and smile and enjoy yourself there. And you don't even, with the Easter Bunny, you don't even ask for, like, specific stuff. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. At least with Santa, there's there's the process of making yes. your request. And Santa can talk to you and make you feel better. Yeah, no, just go talk to that bunny over there. He wants to, Who, what, squeaks? The bunny like, wants to, he wants to talk to you. <laughs> Get up there and you be nice to the bunny. 544 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Brandon's got sports next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks wrapped up their regular season with a loss in Toronto on Sunday afternoon to the Raptors, 121 to 105. Giannis was one of seven players who did not suit up for the Bucks, No surprise there, as the Bucks had the number one seed already locked up. But the team now looks ahead to a hopeful playoff run. Head coach Mike Budenholzer with a week off for his team. He'll look to get his team healthy, and he's excited about the depth this team holds heading into the playoffs. No, I mean, the more depth you have, the more vers- versatility you have, options, guys that have been there, delivered. You know, I think that's always great in the playoffs. Uh, so... You know, I think we're excited or we feel good about the quality of the of the roster, the depth of the roster. Milwaukee will begin their postseason starting on Sunday, April 16th, so they get about a week or so off to get rested up. Their opponent is yet to be determined as they await the play-in tournament winners and losers. Over to the Diamond, where the Cardinals were looking to spoil Milwaukee's Easter plans, but Willie Adamas, well, he had a different idea. This one to Bob Euchre on the call right here on WTMJ as Adamas laced one to the left in the fifth inning to add to their lead, and the Brew Crew would go on to beat the Cardinals by a final score of 6-1 to one to earn the win and the series victory, winning two out of the three games. Freddie Peralta did get the start and got the win, and he was magnificent, going six strong innings, allowing only one earned run and striking out seven along his way for his second win of the season. His start to the season, though, it's... As I've been saying, it's magnificent, but if you ask his manager, it's nothing new from Freddie. He's, he's been dialed in. He's been feeling great. It's, it's been clearly different than how he finished the season or how he you know, had to kind of endure the second half, most of the second half of last year. So, you know, in, in a way, like not surprised what he's doing right here because this is, um, I think, when he's, when he's doing well, this is what it looks like. Next up for the Brewers is a 10-day West Coast road trip. They will not have a day off. In these 10 games, they begin tonight in Arizona. First pitch is set for 840 tonight. You can listen to full coverage right here on WTMJ, home of your Milwaukee Brewers, beginning at 805. Coming up, do you want to build a snowman? Signing Unlimited, WTMJ News Time 547. Let it go. Let it go. Disney's Frozen is in the middle of its run at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. No show today, but then things pick back up 
tomorrow. I went Friday, took my daughter, who is now a teenager. But it was so fun to see all, all the little kids in their frozen stuff. Fantastic. Oh, so many little girls in their dresses. Right? How was the show? show was fantastic. I mean, is it, it's technical wizardry. I mean, uh, the, the star of the show in many ways is the tech. The set is amazing. Lights and flashes and sounds. The costume changes. Like, at one point, someone's in a costume, and there's like a flash of light, and they're wearing something else. Mm. I don't know how they did it. I legit, I'm sitting there, I'm, tr- I'm working my brain, like, how would they do? I don't know. Then they got the snowman. Yep, Olaf the snowman. There were surprises. Um, both Sven the reindeer and Olaf the snowman, they're puppets. So you have an actor on stage, and at least with Olaf, you can see the guy who's playing Olaf, but he's also operating this you know, big-sized puppet who is the snowman. All right, let's start this thing over. Hi, everyone. I'm Olaf, and I like warm hugs. Okay, so now that's that's from the movie Frozen, which does closely mirror, though, the storyline in the musical. Sometimes okay. they change things up or whatever. No, you're getting the story Frozen that you know and love. I talked with Jeremy Davis, who plays Olaf in the show here in Milwaukee. There are a lot of extra things. You know, um, there's more music. There are a lot of new songs. I mean, you'll, you'll still hear all the songs you love, but there are, you get a lot of extra ones as well, a lot of really great new, new songs. So we will um, hear all the songs we love. We'll hear Let It Go. You'll hear Let It Go. You'll hear <laughs> Love is an Open Door. You'll hear Fixer Upper. Yeah, they're, all, all the songs you know and love are there, plus a lot of great new ones. So how about for your character, Olaf? Is How does one become a snowman? Like I'm sure that's quite, quite a case study for theater class. Yeah, well, the way we do it in, uh, on stage is with puppets. We have two puppets in the show. Uh, Sven, the, the reindeer, is, is one of them, and Olaf is the other. And, um, and I, every night I, I, I have a costume. I'm fully visible. Um, so you see me up there as well as the puppet. And, and we just go through the show together. Man, that's a whole other level of skill, though. I think that's really interesting because there are a number of shows. I mean, Avenue Q comes to mind and others where mm-hmm. where that is a, a whole different layer and a different type of acting because you are both the character, but you're also op- operating the puppet. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it, it was the first time I'd ever done any puppetry, so it was, it was definitely a skill I had to learn. But it's, it's also one of the things that makes the, the role really fun to play. It's this little extra this little extra thing I get to do. And I'm never, I'm never alone on stage. I always have a partner in crime uh, in Olaf that, that is helping me along. You know what I love about a show like Disney's Frozen is you're going to bring a lot of young people into the theater. And for many of them, it's maybe going to be their first theater experience. And you have the honor of delivering that to them. That's right. That's, that's, uh, that's another really great thing about this job is that we are... Uh, we are the introduction of theater to a lot of, of young people. We acknowledge that in our pre-show announcement, actually. Um, we, uh, the announcement that plays before every show does take a moment to say welcome to all our, our theater goers experiencing theater for the first time. Uh, we find that to be a very important part of this journey for us. We're talking with Jeremy Davis. He plays Olaf in Disney's Frozen, playing now at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. So your wife is on tour with you as well. Uh, she is in the cast. Yeah. What is that like? It's the best. We met doing a show 13 years ago, but we haven't worked together since. Working together and touring the country together, it's just beautiful. You know, we, we've both toured separately. And uh, she, my wife, Kristen, often says, like, we'll be going through a city 
And she'll say, oh, I, I remember being here and wishing that I was here with you. And now we are. Now we're here together. So uh, it really is lovely. And it's wonderful to be on stage together, too. Uh, tell me a little bit about your thoughts in Milwaukee. You've been here for a few days now. You're going to finish out the run this week. You enjoying your time here? Yeah, I like it here. I played here a long time ago. Um, it's been quite some time. But, yeah, I, I really like the feel here in Milwaukee. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from North Dakota. And, uh, and we landed, and it just felt very, very comfortable and familiar to me, the feel of it all. And people are so considerate here. You know, you, you just walk around, and people smile and say hi, and the tone of the town is really nice. Jeremy Davis playing Olaf in Disney's Frozen, playing now at the Marcus Performing Arts Center. Thanks, Jeremy. Great speaking with you. Thank you. My pleasure. He is really fun. If you've never seen a show done that way, so like like we said, he's back there, and there's Olaf, and the, the and you, your eyes go back and forth, and even my daughter said, I thought it'd be distracting, but I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you don't know who to look at. So he makes facial expressions, too. Yeah, he is acting out the part, but also the snowman's right in front of him. Yeah. Very fun, heartwarming show, and actually it, it comes in at about two hours total showtime, maybe a little bit more with the intermission. Oh, so a short. For kids, like, it's good time. highly accessible. Yep, it's good it's length. Their first Broadway experience, it's out there for you. Eight shows left starting tomorrow night, marcuscenter.org for times and tickets.